Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome into a Wednesday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. Sam Potosa is producing today. Uh, a day of a lot of things today. First of all, February 1. The month of January 2023 is in the rearview mirror. Man, it went by fast. Obviously, uh, there are three big stories today. Tom Brady retiring. Uh, Gator men's basketball with their big game against Tennessee. And to a lesser extent today, National Signing Day, Billy Napier will speak. We will carry his press conference live beginning at 4.15, or approximately so. It will be interesting today to see what he has to say about the Rashada situation. And obviously, he's going to get asked. I mean... you, you can just bet on that. The question is, will he respond? And remember, you get asked a question, doesn't mean you have to ask or answer it. But we'll see. Uh, today, Herm Edwards. What great timing to have him here to talk about Brady's second retirement announcement. Max Chadwick is going to join us momentarily. College analyst for Pro Football Focus, talk about National Signing Day. Um, Sarah Resnick, first time ever spoke to a, uh, live at least, to a Gator lacrosse player. Talk to her today. And then Chip Carey has a new job. He's left the Atlanta Braves to become the new play-by-play voice of the St. Louis Cardinals. Chip will join us end of the show today as well. So uh, with all of that, Call us up, talk a little sports, 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. By the way, in case you missed it, Rashada going to Arizona State, where his father played. Just want to throw that out there. Um, All right. You know, one of the things you can do in sports is debate. And, you know, sometimes there's no right answer, no wrong answer. If you looked at Tom Brady, is he, is he, now I'm going to use the word athlete and player in, in the same breath. Could you make a case that Tom Brady is the greatest player of all time? Most people give that crown to Michael Jordan. I always did. But championships, all of that, could you you say Brady is the greatest of all time? It'll be interesting, too, to see what will happen in the quarterback room now with Tampa Bay. 
especially when it comes to Kyle Trask. Because if he doesn't get a shot now, he never will. So we can talk about that too. Lots to talk about today. Jake, you'll start. Jake, hello. Hey. Well, Steve, I was going to ask you, do you, th- you think this is really, you know, Brady is definitely going to be, you think he's definitely done this time for yes. sure? There were rumors, well, you do, okay. There were rumors floating around that he might go to the Jets at one point here. Yeah, I mean, but. there were rumors he was going to the 49. I mean, a lot of rumors. But, and remember, his you know, his former coordinator was with the Raiders. So, I mean, you know, a lot of that. But just, again, Looking at what he said, I just think this time the way he phrased it and worded it, he's done. Yeah. Well, it's probably a good thing for him, too, to really. Guy's been incredible. The last thing he needs to do is go out there and get hurt real bad or something, I guess. Well, that and, you know, if if, if the uh, athletes chase titles. That, that's what they do. He's got seven of them. You know, if he was going to go anywhere, it would have been to a team, you know, like San Francisco, that I think has a, when they're healthy, has a legitimate shot of <clears throat> winning a championship. But I look, I think this year, and I'm going to ask Herm Edwards this, I think his age began to show a little bit this year. And, yeah. you know, we're going to remember Tom Brady as still having a very productive last season as opposed to, you know, hanging on and being a shell of what he was. Yeah. Hey, last question. I'll let you go. Uh, who, who are you picking for the Super Bowl? I'm going to reserve my, my pick here because I want to see who's healthy, you know, who isn't. Um, I always wait till the last minute to make my pick. And in this case, right. I don't have a pony in the race either, so it doesn't really matter. Right, right. Well, I just hope Mahomes is in a good, good place. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's that, my point. That would make it, make it a really great game. I think Hertz has really come out and proved himself to be an excellent quarterback, and I think it's going to be a real, real good game unless Mahomes can't make it or Kelsey can't come yeah. through somehow. But, well, anyway, thank you, Steve. Yes, sir. Appreciate thank you, Jake. John, welcome to Sports Scene. Yeah, good afternoon, Steve. Um, before I get to uh, your topic on Tom Brady, is there any uh, any recruiting news, or is that just kind of put on the shelf? Uh, define recruiting news. Well, today isn't a uh, the next recruiting class recruiting deal. No, recruiting day. I thought today no, was. No, let me let me. Today is National Signing Day. Right. Okay. But if you look at the Gator class, they're already in school. Okay, the vast, that's all I, the vast that's majority all I of them. Now they're probably going to get one guy today who's committed, but hasn't signed. So when he officially you. signs, he'll be with the class. Barring a surprise, I'm not aware of. That's going to be the extent of it. I got you. This morning on one of the ESPN shows, they had um, Bill Parcells and they talking about the, you know, greatest of all time, and he was talking about Brady. You know, he's definitely the greatest of his era. You know, he, he mentioned, he, he mentioned I, and this, I'm not, this is not me. It was him saying that like, Otto Graham back in the day had seven championships on two different, yeah, two different leagues, leagues and such. Yes. Right. Right. But he, you know, he had 10, I think 10 consecutive years. So if you're going to compare, 
with all time, you got to bring other guys in the mix. I never saw autogram play. I was too young. But you know, you gotta you can't you gotta take the whole scope. You just can't say, you know, he's also saying you know the way the league is. You know, with you know more quarterbacks are you know in the past happy you know era. So I just you gotta reserve the right to say that he's the greatest of all time. No, you don't. Well, okay, then let's bring out a Graham to the to the mix. Yeah, I, what, what I'm saying when I say that, John, is if you true if someone truly believes that he's the greatest of all time, you don't have to reserve anything. That's your that's your thought. That's your opinion. Yeah, that's your opinion. That's not your opinion. That's people's opinion. Yeah, exactly. So, right. Right. But I mean, just saying is if we're going to just I, I mean, what 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 moniker do you oh, get? If you're, if you're having a discussion point, sure. Now right. now you're in that realm. Yeah. Do you bring Otto right. Graham into it? Do you bring, you know, whoever else as a quarterback in the picture? Sure. I mean, there's there's debate about that, and there's going to be debate, like I just said earlier. Forever. It, 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 he might be the best in any sport of all time, and most people that anoint Michael Jordan that, or Babe Ruth that, or Jim right. Thorpe that. I mean, Brady I mean, would— the Michael Jordan deal, you know, you could say Bill Russell, how many championships. He had more championships, but, I mean— yeah. You know, on the aspect of that, but and it's it's great debate. But I'm I'm on the opinion that you just can't say that he's me personally say he's not the greatest of all time because you have different eras. That's okay. all I'm saying. All right, all right. Thank you, buddy. Thank you, John. Mike, hello. Hey, Steve, how are you doing? Good. Yeah, I'm going to throw a couple names into this greatest of all time debate. Now, are you talking about greatest of all time by completely dominating the sport and winning championships? Is there, is that sort of the parameter you're using? Well, I mean. I think when you look at numbers, championships, yeah. I mean, that's what most people look at in terms of defining somebody, right? Michael Jordan, right? A lot of, a lot of numbers, a lot of championships, that sort of thing. Jim Thorpe is a different guy, right? Because it's, you know, he was a different kind of athlete. Babe Ruth, okay? He won championships with the Yankees and also, you know, at the time – the all-time home run. I mean, so, again, pick your poison, if you will. Yeah, I got a couple names and stuff out there, then. All right. How about how about uh, Mr. Gretzky? Okay, make a case. I mean, again, you could make a case for Bobby Hull. You could make a case for other guys. But, yes, you could do that. How about how about Mr. Carl Lewis? A multiple world championship, multiple Olympic championship, and sprints and the long jump. Those are hard to do. Because it's if you're not comparing uh, sport to sport, right? I think that's where the debate gets a little bit skewed. But all you can really do, in my opinion, is take that person's sport and you know how dominant were they in it. You can't say, well, you know, he only won, you know, X X championships. Well, in his sport, if he was the the best or the most dominant or she was the best and the most dominant, then, okay, you can make that case. Yeah, and a couple of the people probably don't really, aren't really going to think about but probably wouldn't say much. But, but you know, how about, uh, you know, Rafael Nadal or Joker, or Joker that's your federal tennis, you know, they completely dominated those sports. And, you know, maybe how about someone like uh, Serena Williams on the female side? Mike, you could do this till it gets dark. I know. I'm, I know. I'm just set up playing devil's advocate, yeah. you know. When you, when you talk about the greatest athlete of all time, I mean, you know, Tom Brady's not an athlete. Tom Brady's a football player. Bo Jackson and Dion were athletes, if, if, if you know where I'm going. I, I do. But, I mean, again, are you going to – I get the point, 
but Tom Brady's an athlete too, because that 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 makes it seem like as a football player he's not an athlete, but a track person is. So I mean, you start getting into the weeds there a little bit. Yeah, well, you know, it, it's an interesting conversation, but you know, again, uh, you know, like I said I would probably go with maybe. Like I said, I, you know, Michael Jordan or Gretzky, because you know, Gretzky's is so dominant I got you. in this sport. I got you. Right, thanks a lot. Mike, thank you. 1214 time check brought to you by Hayes Jillery. We'll talk some recruiting in football next. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Daniel Haviv. Gators men's basketball is hosting the second-ranked Tennessee Volunteers tonight. The Volunteers have only one loss in conference play and will be the Gators' third top-five opponent of the season. Be sure to tune in here for coverage of tonight's game at 6.30 p.m. For some local high school girls basketball, district tournament games begin today with Old Call against Countryside Christian and Trinity Catholic versus Bradford. Today is National Signing Day in the world of college football. Gators head coach Billy Napier will address the media at 4.15 p.m. And finally, Gators women's basketball are in action this Thursday at home against Texas A&M. The Gators will look to bounce back from their tough loss to Auburn. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Daniel Haviv. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. The Road Heaver Boys Ranch has done great work for at-risk young boys. It's what they do. They're located in Palatka. If you want to see what they do, how long they've done it, find out the background about this organization. Just Google Boys Ranch Palatka. Go to rbr.org and you'll learn more. But I can tell you this. They need your donations of unwanted vehicles. They teach these kids real-life skills because they take your vehicles that you donate, they fix them up, they then resell them. So if you have a car, a truck, uh, a motorcycle, a boat, just about any kind of unused or unwanted vehicle, the Road Heaver Boys Ranch will gladly take it off your hands. And remember, your donations are tax deductible, and they really go a long way to helping these kids. Again, more info, Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org to learn more. Outdoor enthusiasts, springtime is just around the corner, so now's the time to stop into Polaris of Gainesville during the spring sales event for a new Tracker Marine boat. The 2023 models have arrived and the 2022 models are clearing out. Right now, save thousands on 2022 models and leave with a low payment and all credit is accepted too. Basser Biting and Polaris of Gainesville has the Pro Team 175, the best-selling aluminum fishing boat powered by Mercury Marine. Every model comes complete ready to fish. Basically, turn the key and go. If fishing is not your thing and being with family and friends is, then a Sun Tracker pontoon boat might just be perfect for you. Every model features multiple lounges and spacious room and are powered by the ultra-reliable Mercury outboard motor. Feeling salty? Mako boats powered by Mercury will allow you to chase the really big ones. Or maybe pre-owned fit your budget more. Polaris of Gainesville has a big selection to choose from. Have a boat you're not using or want to sell? We'll pay top dollar. So bring it for a quote on 441 between Gainesville and Alachua or visit PolarisofGainesville.com. 
Freedom. Everyone's talking about regenerative medicine now because people who have joint pain are getting real lasting relief without drugs or surgery. Hey, it's Steve Russell. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in this exciting treatment. They use highly concentrated healing agents from your own body to restore and repair damaged joint tissue. If you have ongoing joint pain from arthritis or injury, you need to call QC Kinetics. Don't assume that steroids and surgery are your only options. Times have changed, and regenerative medicine can get you moving again with no downtime. Stop taking the pain meds and discover this remarkable alternative that pro athletes have been using for years. Thanks to QC Kinetics, this amazing treatment option is now available for folks like you and me who are sick and tired of joint pain. Spring's coming, and you want to enjoy all life has to offer. Call QC Kinetics now and get a free consultation with local medical professionals. Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages. 352-400-4550. 352-400-4550-QC Kinetics. Finding security is a tricky thing. It's one part minimizing risk in all facets of life, and one part that fluffy blankie you had when you were three. And since Radiant Credit Union can't get into Grandma's attic to find Mr. Snuggles, we can help secure your financial future with our adjustable rate certificates. Let us secure your savings with rates starting at 4.93% APY for 12 months. Visit RadiantCU.org forward slash secure. 12-month certificate requires $1,000 minimum balance to open account, $10,000 balance to earn APY. The WRUF Radio app. Your source for sports every second of every hour of every day. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gator Volleyball Head Coach Mary Wise, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Thank you, Mary Wise. Welcome back to Sports Scene. National Signing Day today. We're going to be joined by college analyst Max Chadwick from Pro Football Focus to talk about it. Max, good to have you on the show. Welcome. Let let me start with this. Because of the early signing period and the transfer portal and all that, does, does National Signing Day have the luster it once had? You know, that's, that's an interesting question. I, I'd probably say not as much as usual because, like you mentioned, the early signing period, that's where you see most of the top guys and most recruits in general sign is during that early signing period. So I don't think it's, it's as big of a deal as it once was. I remember as a kid watching National Signing Day all day on ESPN and seeing where the top guys are going. There are still top guys committing today, don't get me wrong, but – I think you're right. I think it is a little bit less of a luster, but still a, a massive day for college football. You know, I can remember Max Greg Sankey saying December is killing our or crushing our coaches. So to uh, me, something's got to change in terms of the timing, either of National Signing Day or the early signing period. What say you to that? Yeah, I think that's a good point. I, mean, I think right now, is it gets really complicated for for a lot of reasons and there are some kids that you know i mean you guys probably have talked about it endlessly Jaden rashada who just committed to arizona state um he was a guy that signed with florida and obviously in, the, in today's age of, of nil and there are some rumors that maybe the nil wasn't as much or as he was anticipating so he, he got a release from that so i think you know the early signing period definitely has the, has his advantages but at the same time, it creates a lot of headaches, especially for guys that are waiting to see where Rashada will end up because they'll say, hey, you know, if Rashada goes here, I won't go there because then I won't receive as much playing time. So it definitely complicates things a lot. If you look at 
uh, the SEC, Billy Napier did a nice job in terms of this 2023 class. But if you include mm-hmm. Texas and Oklahoma coming into the league pretty soon, uh, 24-7 Sports has Florida, I think, the sixth or seventh best class just within the SEC. Is that a problem? Yeah, I mean, listen, they, I mean, I'm looking right now, they have the 11th, Florida right now is the 11th best class in college football. But like you said, like, it is tough when you're in the SEC and you have Alabama and Georgia constantly in the top three of recruiting rankings. And then Texas and Oklahoma are usually right behind them. So it's tough when it's like, okay, you're still bringing in nearly a top 10 class in the country. However, your entire conference basically is bringing in a top 10 to 20 recruiting class in the country as well. Listen, the SEC is the best football conference in America. You guys don't need me to tell you that. Um, And it just shows every single recruiting cycle. Like, yeah, they are bringing in the best of the best. So Florida had an excellent class, even with Rashada leaving. Um, But it is going to be tough, especially in the SEC. Napier's uh, forte uh, is recruiting. And as you said, he had a very, very solid class here. Not a great first year. Schedule difficult. Schedule maybe even more difficult in 2024. The 50,000-foot view here. Is Napier the right guy at Florida? I, I am willing to give him a couple more years. I know a lot of people were very disappointed in this season. Um, I really think Billy Napier is a good coach. I think his track record at Louisiana proves that. Uh, he turned that program around. He made them a consistent top 25 team in the country, which is very hard to do when you're playing, uh, when you're in the Sun Belt Conference like that. So I definitely think that he's a good coach. I'm willing to give him more time. I'm willing to see how he does when he gets more of his recruits in there. Um, I, I just, I, again, it's up in the air, though. I'm not willing to say, oh, he, he is the man for Florida, because I just don't know that after what we saw last year. But I am willing to give him, you know, two to three more years to, to figure it out and, and to prove to Florida that he is the right guy. Max Chadwick, our guest, college analyst for Pro Football Focus. I see you have a Syracuse background, Max, and, and you're <laughs> on the younger side. So there's, I think there's a lot of older fans that just can't stand NIL and what's happened. Mm-hmm. If I said to you, look in a crystal ball and tell me what you see with NIL next two or three years, what would you surmise? That's going to be tough. So this is something that I think it's a definitely an interesting conversation. I personally am all for NIL. However, the way it's structured right now definitely needs to be changed because as of right now, coaches are technically not allowed to be giving out the money to recruits. It's all obviously separate businesses. But as we all know, that's kind of like a wink-wink thing saying, hey, you know, they, they really are the boosters or really are part of the program I think coaches, what should happen is I think coaches should get the money from boosters, like a specific amount of money, and say, hey, here's your money, and just, you know, divert that how you like. Because right now it's, it's interesting when you're seeing, like, one quarterback recruit get, like, millions upon millions of dollars, and then other guys get, like, not as much. It's just it's very complicated right now. I don't love that the boosters are really making a lot of decisions here in terms of recruiting, and the coaches are kind of at their whim. Um, so it's it's tough when it's like the coaches can't be involved because right now it's the wild, wild west, but you're still pretending like it's not the wild, wild west. And I think you either got to go all in or not. Um, so I, I definitely think that more structure needs to be around it because right now it is absolute insanity. I got one minute left, Max. You wrote a story about unfinished business with Florida State, and it's pretty amazing to me that 
you know, the turnaround they made to where they're in just about everybody's preseason top 10. Do you think they're for yeah. real? I think they are very for real. I'm, I'm apologizing to your Gator listeners right now, <laughs> yeah. who I know are not big fans of the Seminoles. Uh, I have Florida State as my number four team in the country heading into next year. They are bringing back one of the most loaded rosters in college football. You can check out that piece at PFF.com. I interview their quarterback, Jordan Travis, who right now, according to a lot of betting odds makers, is one of the top three to five Heisman candidates for next year. He's a terrific kid as well. I think Florida State is going to win the ACC. And right now, if you had to put me, go to my head right now, I would say that they make the college football playoff next year. Wow. Where can people see your work, Max? You can check it out at pff.com. Uh, I got a ton of articles coming out right now, top 10 at every position heading into next year, uh, which a lot of people, everyone loves me for it. Every every fan base loves me for it. There have been no disagreements with any of my lists so far at all. Uh, so go check those out this week because uh, I'm, I'm getting kind of roasted on social media right now. I was going to so say, I'm sure no one has disagreed with any of your top 10. Oh, I, I know no, that's right. No, yeah. it's a, it's a perfect, every list is perfect. There's no disagreements <laughs> to be had anywhere. <laughs> Max, thank you for doing We'll get you back, and I appreciate your time. Thanks for doing this. Of course. Thank you, guys. You got it. Max Chadwick, college analyst, pro football focus, 1227. Time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery. We'll talk to the coach, Herm Edwards, next. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. <laughs> From the heart of campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Who can you trust with your automobile these days? Hey, it's Steve Russell. As you drive around town, you'll see a lot of auto repair shop chain stores. Every time you go in there, there's a new person behind the counter with the same old song and dance presenting you with a long list of expensive repairs. If you're tired of that type of treatment, do what I and thousands of families have done since 1975. Trust Dave Mays Automotive. Dave Mays Automotive is family-owned and operated, and you can tell because they treat their customers like family. No long list of surprises. In fact, their famous bug checks designed to prevent surprises. They do it all. They'll take care of your entire vehicle. Dave Mays Automotive is located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind Sunny's on Waldo Road. Trust Dave Mays Automotive. They'll get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive. We get the bugs. All of them bugs. Happy New Year! With the NFL playoffs and NBA All-Star Weekend upon us, it's time to upgrade your home entertainment with help from Electronics World. Hi, this is Tom Collette. At Electronics World, we can get you into a new Sony 4K big screen TV or design and install a home theater room for less than you might think. We'll put you right in the middle of the action for every score. Come see for yourself. Visit our showroom at Electronics World in Gainesville today or online at electronicsworld.net. This Valentine's Day, you'll fall in love with our Amore Valentino menu at Pomodoro's. Take advantage of our special menu with your special someone this Valentine's Day at Pomodoro's with special appetizers, entrees, and more. Visit PomodoroCafe.com. Pomodoro, it's the place if you're craving a getaway. It's the true Trattoria and Gainesville, Florida at Pomodoro Cafe. Hey! From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. 
Our above average warmth continues today. A mixture of sun and clouds through the late afternoon with high temperatures near the 80 degree mark. Tonight will start off partly cloudy and areas of dense fog to kick off our morning tomorrow. Lows near 60. Tomorrow afternoon, a lot like today, highs near 80. Then increasing cloud coverage tomorrow night with a chance for showers into Friday. Cooler temperatures for the weekend. In the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Here's my dream scenario for Johnny Lynch and Kyle Shanahan. There's a guy in South Florida who's 45, 46 years old. Tom Brady's his name. I'm going to have a conversation with him come free agency, and I'm going to say, hey, all I need you to do is teach Brock Purdy and Trey Lance how to play football. All I need you for is a year. And guess what? This could be your dream scenario. He, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. The Dan Patrick Show, weekday mornings at 9, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Welcome back to Sports Scene. I always enjoy talking to my next guest, the coach, Herm Edwards, who's so kind to come on and talk NFL with us. Coach, I wish we could say we planned this, you know, Brady (laughs) announcing his retirement, and here you are, but he did. So I guess the obvious question is, is this a surprise to you at all? Somewhat, but but in my heart of hearts, no. Uh, I think uh, when Tom watched himself play this year, and, and that's truly what you do as, a, as an athlete, and, and it happens to all of us eventually. I, I know when I retired, I, I, I took a minute to look at the tape and said, you know, what I'm putting on this tape is not who I am as a player. I don't want to look like that anymore. And I think Tom for, for, for the betterment of his career um, has been an outstanding player. And uh, I think this year was a year that was very difficult for him for a lot of reasons. But I think when he finally realized, you know, how much needed to be put into this, um, you know, it's, it's hard to prepare for a season and get ready again. And, and last year when he decided to retire and, and I said this, and then he came back when that comes out of your mouth, you've kind of already retired. And hmm. then he went and played, and he didn't play well right? for a lot of reasons. I mean, he didn't have a run game, right? You know, for a lot of the offensive line, whatever. But he didn't play well. But I, I truly believe that, and I learned that from a veteran guy when I was a rookie. He says, you know what, I'm going to tell you something, Rook. He says, when you think about retiring and you say it, and you try to come back and play, you've already retired. And interesting. He was right. He was right. He's right. Yeah, that, that's an interesting thought, Coach. Um, okay, let's look at Tampa. Look, here in Gainesville, you know, Kyle Trask, the first pick in the second round for Tampa, and heck, he wasn't active for the majority of the season. So where does Tampa go? Do you think Trask would get a shot here? Oh, absolutely. But but, but I still think that, obviously, look, we saw what happened to the San Francisco 49ers, correct, in that playoff game. Yeah. You can't have enough quarterbacks on your roster all of a sudden. <laughs> You know, especially when they go down. But but I, I think they got to create competition there. And, um, you know, that that's a position they might look at. I mean, they got to do something with their offensive line as well. So uh, there's some things to be done there. And this is why the offseason starts. And, and you, get to, you get in the huddle with the GM and the head coach. Say, okay, what are we going to do? 
Uh, it isn't done a lot, but there's a trade for a coach. Uh, mm. Does how, Rate Denver here. What do you think? How, how do they grade out in getting Peyton? Well, I think they they got a guy that 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 is known to develop quarterbacks and just look at what he did with uh, with the Saints. He took over that organization and eventually won a Super Bowl with them. Uh, had a quarterback, uh, you know, and, and Drew Brees that didn't stature wise wasn't the biggest guy. You know, had a good arm, but you know, very accurate and and had an offense that was outstanding. And I think he wanted to come in to a situation where. Um, Obviously, he had a quarterback, but also that he had he could make decisions. He had control of what he wanted to do, and has an owner with a big pocketbook. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. mind giving away draft capital, knowing that you know there's another way you acquire players in the NFL is, is through free agency. And when you have money, <laughs> and Denver does, um, you can attract some free agents. And Sean Payton being the coach, that helps you as well. Herm Edwards, our guest here from ESPN, talking National Football League. Coach, I don't know why, but I love the hire of D'Amico Ryans to the Texans. Mm-hmm. Do you? I do. And I think for a lot of reasons, I think for, for this reason, really, I think if ownership is really serious about changing the culture and changing the direction of this organization, then you can't sit long enough with your GM, your, your people in scouting all those people that make decisions and sit with him and say, give us the blueprint of how the 49ers is constructed. Not, not the coaching part, how you build an organization like the 49ers, because he was there. Uh, and, you know, in, in, in John, I was talking to Lynch yesterday um, about him leaving, and there's some guys he has in mind, and I won't get into that about who might take his spot. But, uh, you know, John is – orchestrated that there along with coach Shanahan and, and, you know, John saw that when we were in Tampa, kind of how we built the bucks and there's some similarities there on how they built the San Francisco 49ers. So I think if, if they understand the kind of coach they have, not just a good football coach, but where he's come from, to me, that's the importance of that, of that hire. Two last questions for you. Uh, and by the way, I love the fact that Rand Carthon came from San Francisco and he's going to be there as well to help yeah. in that rebuild. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, see if you can connect these dots, Herm, and tell me if it makes any sense. You know, I'm a Jets guy. So yeah. the Jets, the whole Brett Favre thing, coming from mm-hmm. Green Bay, going to the Jets, now there's thought at least that Aaron Rodgers, Rodgers could go to the Jets as yeah. well. Would Rodgers think back to Favre in this and say, I don't want to do what Favre did. I don't want to go to the Jets. Or does that matter at all? I don't know if it matters for him, Rodgers. You never know where he's at. I mean, I'm out here in Carmel. You know where they're having the pro-am. And <laughs> I'm supposed to go out there today or tomorrow. I was teasing guys yesterday. So I'm going to ask him, where are you going? <laughs> you stand in Green Bay, what are you going to do? <laughs> Give him a hard time because I know him, you know. So, but, but, but there's no telling. Look, I know this. If you're the Green Bay Packers, um, you want to you wanna grow – some conclusion to this because you don't want this to continue to go on. This is the long, you know, one of those stormy romances, it seems, after the season every year. And, and you want to get your team and, and your mindset headed in the right direction, especially after the Super Bowl. I think there needs a decision made. Are you going to allow Aaron Rodgers to go somewhere else? Obviously, you wouldn't trade him to the NFC, right? You're not mm-hmm. going to do that. I mean, you, if, if you're going to trade him anywhere, you're going to trade him to the a- AFC. And look, 
Mike Greenberg is like every day he's smiling, he's hoping, he's praying <laughs> right. that he get he get Aaron Rodgers, you know. And and if if you're the media in New York, you can't wait to get Aaron Rodgers. That's right. That's <laughs> right. I mean, it'll, right. Make, it'll make it'll make the back page every other day. So it'll be interesting to see where he goes if he goes anywhere. Last question and coaching hat on here, Herm. Um, there are some people that believe that. You know, for Andy Reid to really cement his legacy, he's got to win this Super Bowl. That that somehow his postseason record, you know, isn't all that. Is there any validity to that train of thought? I don't believe that at all. Uh, no, I think he's he's won one, and then you you win one, and you've accomplished what Andy Reid has accomplished. Um, and he's going to continue to coach for the next couple of years for sure. Now. Andy Reid's going into the Hall of Fame. I mean, that's just that's just the bottom line. I mean, and then all this other stuff is just that's conversations, that's radio talk, that's yeah. TV talk. You know, we got to keep people interested, people <laughs> talking about stuff, so we just make up stuff. No, Andy Reid is a Hall of Fame. Good. Uh, assess the Super Bowl real quickly for me. What do you like? Well, obviously, really two good teams, and when you, when you break them down, this is the reason they're standing there. And uh, you think of uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, a lot was said about. Uh, the Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals are there to the upcoming team. And, and Mahomes just sat there and they all listened to it all. And now they find themselves back in the Super Bowl. And, you know, they're, they're a complete team as well. You know, their defense doesn't get a lot of credit, but, but defensively they, they do some things to give you problems. The other team, uh, I know a little bit about those guys. Uh, this is the fourth Super Bowl that um, the Eagles have appeared in, in, in the history of their uh, franchise. You know, I played in the first one, actually. So this is a big moment for that organization. They got a complete football team now. Um, every way you look at it, um, and and you know, I think it, it all boils down to this. It's in a game like this, it's turnovers. It's just going to be the unannounced play that goes the opposite way for you. We lost the Super Bowl in that sense. We turned the ball over three times in the first quarter to a team that basically we were, you know, we were predicted to win and. It didn't turn out that way. So I think in a game of this magnitude with the quarterbacks as good as they are, if you give them extra possessions and short field, that can cost you. So if you're a fan, I think you're going to watch a, a really good game because uh, there's, there's a lot of strengths to both of these teams. Great stuff as always, Coach. Always appreciate your time. Thanks. My pleasure. Thank you. You got it, Herm. Herm Edwards, the coach, talking NFL. You see him talking NFL on ESPN. All right, the rest of the hour – It'll be us, so call us up, 392-8255. You can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. Uh, obviously, uh, the, the Brady situation breaking today, uh, the big topic. Uh, I, you know, I, I don't know that anybody is really surprised at this, um, but I thought Coach made a great point. That and, and I never really thought of it that way. If you kind of say, I'm retired, that's in your head. And I, I you know, I, I sometimes you don't see that, but I think it makes a heck of a lot of sense when it comes to that. Uh, as you call in today, does anybody think the Gators will beat Tennessee tonight? If you, if you do, tell me and how, why, okay? Look. I keep saying this, and look, I, I, I tend to look at things half full as opposed to half empty. Who gave Oklahoma a shot 
against Alabama. And by the way, speaking of that, did you see what they did to Vanderbilt? If not, go back and look at the score. They annihilated Vanderbilt. And I called that. That was a team that was angry, that was upset at the way they played, and Vanderbilt just happened to be the next team they played. Yikes. And did you also see Kansas State lost to Kansas? So, again, that league is really, really good. Um, Bill emails. Uh, I'd love to say the Gators would win tonight, but he says they're not going to. Uh, I hope it's close. I think it can be close, but he says too much talent on Tennessee's sideline. Well, it's not sideline, but I get the point. Um, Mark says Brady is the best, period, at least in terms of football. Forget Otto Graham, he says. And he said, P.S., I had to look up who Otto Graham was. Well, I get it, but still doesn't mean Otto Graham's not a good player. Uh, Rick, real quick, hi. Hey, Steve, how's it going today? Good, sir. That's good. I got a couple of questions about uh, uh, NLI or NIL, whatever, but also with the tonight's game with Tennessee. Uh-huh. Yeah, we can. We got to be playing our, you know, the best we can play. Uh, Castleton, once he gets the ball, our guys have to move and not just stand there and look. And I think that'll give us a much better chance. Uh, it, it's still going to be tough, though. Well, he, first of all, I think sometimes against better teams, Castleton starts out slowly. I think they have to establish him, and he has to establish his presence quickly. And then if if they do what a lot of teams are doing, which is doubling him, He's got to look for cutters, you know. He's got and not, and he's pretty good at not turning the ball over, especially for a big guy. So we'll see. Yep, right. Now on the the thing they have with the kids, when the kids sign with these companies, uh, like the collective or whatever, is it a one year contract? Do you know? It depends. It, it depends. There's. So it, depends. it depends on what they negotiate. Okay, like I was saying, say they sign with somebody. And say maybe like a, a three or four year commitment or whatever, and then the kid decides, hey, well, I'm going to change schools. Does that break the contract? And can the collective go after him? It depends what the contract says. Uh, okay, so it's all negotiated. Oh, sure, of course it is. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's about it. And, okay. Uh, hopefully, my Yankees can pull one out this year. <laughs> Well, that, that'll be a little while coming, but we'll, we'll talk about MLB real soon, too. Thank you, Rick, for your call. 1244, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Daniel Haviv. Gators men's basketball faces arguably their toughest test of the season tonight. Florida welcomes in the second-ranked Tennessee Volunteers who have only one single loss in conference play. Be sure to tune in here for coverage of tonight's game at 6.30 p.m. For some local high school girls basketball, notable district tournament games tonight include Meadowbrook against St. Francis and Bell versus Newberry. Gators women's basketball are in action this Thursday at home against Texas A&M. 
the Gators will look to get back in the win column after a tough loss to Auburn. And in the NBA today, the Magic will face the Sixers for the second straight game. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Daniel Haviv. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Got chronic joint pain but want to avoid steroids and surgery? Take some advice from pro football legend Emmett Smith. Call QC Kinetics. Let QC Kinetics help you improve your quality of life with biologic therapies that get your body to repair and restore damaged tissue. These exciting new regenerative treatments from local medical professionals can help your body heal itself with lasting pain relief. Trust me, you want to avoid surgery if you can. Check out these biologic treatments to see what your options are. QC Kinetics, restorative, regenerative solutions with no downtime, no surgery, no drugs. I'm talking about joint pain we all can relate to in your knees, your shoulders, your hips, and your lower back. They'll get you feeling good again. Get relief now. What are you waiting on? Make the call to QC Kinetics. Tell them Emmett Smith sent you. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages. 352-400-4550. I recently asked my phone to answer the question, what is a Christian? Here's what she said. A Christian is someone who believes in God, has conservative moral values, and goes to church on Sundays. While there's some truth to her answer, she misses it badly. First, going to church doesn't make you a Christian any more than being in a garage makes you a car. And while it's true Christians believe in God, they also recognize they can know God through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. Salvation is a gift, and Christians have faith and the trust to know Him as their Lord and Savior for life. So, are you a Christian? If you are, follow Jesus faithfully. And if not, may you put your trust in Him today. I promise you'll never regret it. You'll be thankful for eternity. This is Bryant Wright, speaking right from my heart. For more on this and other topics, visit rightfromtheheart.org. When was the last time you had a burger? No, I mean a real burger, not something you got from a drive-thru. If it's been a while, you need to head to Copper Monkey West in Jonesville. The burgers at Copper Monkey West have been voted best in the area for years. They're legendary. That's not all. USDA choice steaks, ribeye, filet, New York strip, and Philly cheesesteaks, chicken sandwiches, salmon, and more. Their sandwiches are now made with boar's head meat. Copper Monkey West has a full bar featuring many local brews, all served to you by some of the nicest, friendliest folks around. Takeout available, Copper Monkey West in Jonesville. Mmm, it really does taste that good. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gator soccer coach Samantha Bohan, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. My producer, Sam, let me ask you this. I'm not putting you on the spot because I, I knew the person. I didn't know the number. If I said to you, what quarterback won the most playoff games besides Tom Brady, who would you have thought? I got the name. Joe Montana. Bingo. He won 16. Tom Brady won 35. So when you're talking about GOAT, right, and the other thing about him, Montana, with those great teams, had Jerry Rice, you know, had Dwight Clark, 
had good players. Not that New England didn't have good players, but like I said earlier, Randy Moss, but only for a little while. Gronkowski arguably is a Hall of Famer. But other than that, offensively, they had really good players, but not superstar players. And yet Brady won all those championships and games. Just saying. Uh, Andrew, hello. Hey, I like our chances tonight. Uh, I wouldn't bet on it, but um, when we're a defensive team, I say we got a chance in every game. We just got to know who we are. We're not uh, unlike that Mike guy that says we need to play uh, offense. Uh, I think if we score the least amount of points, we got a better chance tonight. Well, here's and we're at home. Yep. Here's the thing: if if you if right now Florida's strength is in defense, there's no question. They they hold opponents to 24 percent from beyond the arc. That's pretty good. Right, So that means a lot of teams are having to beat you you know, with twos, but you just have to look at what they can do here because Stephen emailed me and said that Florida averages 71 a game. they got to score at least 79 to have a chance to win. He says he thinks they do. I agree. If they score 70, I think they have a good chance to win. I agree with that. Well, you do think a boring, boring game helps us, doesn't it? You know, I guess it, it, what your definition of boring is, but but I mean defense. Yeah, and 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 that's you know I'm not even going to go into the debate of that because your job as a coach is to win. Period. Yeah, it's not to entertain. You know, it's not to do any of that. Your job is to win. And now, does it look nicer if you? Score 80 points a game if you like offense? Of course it does. And the worst thing you can do is lose, you know, 55 to 52. But if you win, you know, 58 to 50 and you're 26 and 8, you take that. Another thing is I think, um, I hate to make excuses, but um, all the road teams on Saturday did really bad in SEC or in that SEC thing. They were two for eight road teams, so I think uh, being at home tonight gives us another advantage. Well, another thing, though, the Big 12 is the best conference in the country. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it was two... They The road teams only won two games on Saturday of all those things. Right. So, so I mean, being at home tonight is a big deal. It could be. <laughs> Alright, yeah. thank you for your call, Andrew. I'm just saying, I don't care if you're home, away, or in Yugoslavia, the Big 12 is the best conference in the country. That's one of the reasons why they did what they did against the SEC, because that's a really good league. And look who's starting to play better all of a sudden in the SEC. Mississippi State. Why? They're hitting some shots. They're a good defensive team. And this mirrors Florida, right? If you continue to play good defense, and you hit some shots, well, your chances of winning go up. That's exactly what's happened here to Mississippi State. We'll see if it happens tonight. Uh, All right, we got some emails to get to. Uh, Don't forget, next hour, Sarah Resnick, Gator Lacrosse player. First chance I've had to talk to a lacrosse player uh, live on the program. We'll talk to her today. And then uh, Chip Carey, 
who is uh, leaving the Atlanta Braves to be the new voice of the St. Louis Cardinals. He'll join us to talk about that move. Uh, we'll have him on today. Sean Kelly here tomorrow. Uh, Florida's voice of the Gators to talk about the game tonight, obviously. Williams says, I got to chime in when you say Grok is arguably a Hall of Famer. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer easily. I don't think that at all. Not a first ballot Hall of Famer, but he's a Hall of Famer. Uh, and Jeremy and the GOAT in terms of discussion for tight ends. Yeah. I, I, I mean, yes, I guess. Uh, Brady's the GOAT. I agree with you, but Gronk was an all-time great player, was crucially important to the Patriots and Bucks. He says, of course, I, I'm not disputing that. I'm not saying that. I gave him his due, but I don't know if he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Time will certainly tell when it comes to that. Donald says, is the NIL offering to football recruits kept secret or public? Depends. I mean, you can Google and look at some of the deals that you know kids have made. And, and, and here's the thing. I wish people would stop talking about football. This, this goes on in all the other sports. It's not just a football thing. Now, obviously, they're going to make more money because it's football, right? I mean, we, we didn't see any you know, reported $13 million deals for tennis players. And that's not a knock on tennis players. I'm just saying that, and, and see, this is part of what the problem is when it comes to this, right? You really have to search and you really have to look when it comes for transparency. Because look what happened with Gator Women's Basketball. They all got an NIL deal. They went to Spurrier's and they were surprised by that and they all got one. Well, Nobody ever asked about them. Other sports get them. Dunn, the, I think her name is Dunn, the, the LSU gymnast, has a huge, huge NIL deal. So it's not just a football thing. Uh, let's see here. Steven emails. Uh, got a good question here. He says, uh, Florida just hired a director of NIL strategy. Uh, are you planning to have him on? Uh, I actually asked that, and he is not doing interviews yet, I was told. His name is Ben Chase, by the way. Um, so, yes, as soon as we can possibly do that, uh, we will intend to. Paul. Wow, this is a good question. He says... Uh, there's been a lot of talk about Billy Napier in his first year being disappointing and what, quote, pressure, unquote, there might be for his second year. If Todd Golden doesn't make the NCAA tournament this year, is there like pressure on him next year? That's a great question. Uh, not as much if, if Florida ends up a game below 500 in the SEC, and they have an overall winning record. Florida didn't have a winning record in football. And I think that sticks out, right? So I think a Gator fan in basketball could say, well, okay, they're pretty close. So I don't know that there'd be this, if, if there is 
pressure, if there is, whatever that word is from a fan base, I don't think it would be there for Coach Golden under that particular circumstance. I just don't see that. Next hour, again, two guests, Chip Carey, who will talk about his move from the Braves to the St. Louis Cardinals in the broadcast booth, and Sarah Resnick will talk Gator Lacrosse. By the way, congratulations to Jatera Bonds. She was named to the uh, 2023 SEC Legends class uh, for women's basketball. Uh, she was a really good player. Uh, seventh leading scorer in program history, over 1,600 points in her career. She was very, very good and had a chance to uh, call some of her games. Good player. And so... Wish her a lot of success and a congratulations to her as well for being named that. And by the way, congratulations to Gator Men's Golf. They won the C-Best Invitational, and two Gators actually duked it out for uh, medals, uh, medalist honors. Fred Biondi beat Ricky Castillo to win that. So congratulations to both of them. That is our first hour. Come back and join us for hour number two. Again, your thoughts on Brady retiring. Is he the GOAT in your view? If he's not, tell me somebody who is above him. And do you think Kyle Trask gets a shot with the Bucs? Not, not if you want him to. I'm asking, do you think he'll get one next year? You're listening to ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Come back and join us for hour two. Left Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Hey, it's Steve Russell from my friends at Southeast Car Agency in Gainesville, 310 Northeast 39th Avenue. They don't have any new vehicles. They haven't in over 40 years they've been in business. They specialize in giving you the best alternative you have to purchasing a new vehicle, the best in late model, low mileage vehicles. They always keep up the best and the highest inventory of high quality used vehicles. Check them out online, secars.com. Go see them in person, Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville, Southeast Car Agency. Calling Gator Nation. You are invited to be part of Gator History on Friday, February 10th for the official dedication of Steve Spurrier Way at Celebration Point Promenade in front of Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. Lots of dignitaries and press will be on hand to witness this historic event. And it's open to all who bleed orange and blue. It's the grand unveiling of Steve Spurrier Way. It's all happening Friday, February 10th from 530 to 615 at Spurrier's Gridiron Grill in Celebration Point. Time for new tires. Well, trust the experts at TireRack.com. They've been crushing it for over 40 years. Go to TireRack.com slash Dan, tell them what you drive, and you can use their easy-to-use decision guide. They'll show you the right tires for how and what and where you drive. They've got the full lineup of Hankook tires, test results, tire ratings, consumer reviews, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Time for new tires. Well, trust the experts at TireRack.com. They've been crushing it for over 40 years. Go to TireRack.com slash Dan. 
Tell them what you drive, and you can use their easy-to-use decision guide. They'll show you the right tires for how and what and where you drive. They've got the full lineup of Sumitomo tires. Test results, tire ratings, consumer reviews, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports, have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome into the second hour of Sports Scene for this Wednesday, the day that Tom Brady, for the second time, announces his retirement from the NFL. We'll get your reaction and thoughts on that as we go along here in the second hour. But as part of our uh, arrangement we have, very our cooperation with the Gator Collective, we talked to Gator athletes on Wednesday at this time. First time I've had a Gator lacrosse player here. Sarah Resnick joins us. She's goalkeeper for Gator lacrosse. Sarah, welcome in. Thanks for doing this. Hi, thank you for having me. Uh, you're from New York, and of course, up there, uh, lacrosse is, is pretty big in the Northeast. How'd you get started playing the sport? Um, so I started playing lacrosse when I was in the third grade, and that's about the same time that everybody starts playing, uh, unless you have like an older sibling, they usually start around that time. And I actually came from Jersey originally, so when I first got to Long Island, I was going to play softball. I didn't really know what lacrosse was. And um, I had a soccer coach basically tell me, like, no, on, on Long Island we play lacrosse. So um, <laughs> I, got, I got right into it. So I started in third grade and then I went from there. Did you like it right away? Oh, I loved it right away. Like, I knew that it was going to be like a sport that it was definitely going to be a hard decision to decide if I liked uh, soccer or lacrosse better because I definitely loved soccer as well. But, um, no, I loved it right, right at the beginning. Were you always a keeper? Yes, um, that's also a funny story. But <laughs> oh, tell me, I want to hear um, it. So, um, so actually, uh, it was like around the time like both soccer and lacrosse were looking for a goalie. So, um, just one night, like around dinner time, my dad was like, "Oh, you know, you should try goalie," but never actually specified what sport he was talking about. So the next <laughs> day, I went to lacrosse practice. And I was like, my coach was like, who wants to try lacrosse goalie? And I was like, me. And my dad was absolutely mortified at first because he was like, oh, my God, they shoot these, like, hard balls at you. Like, (laughs) that's not really ideal. Um, But after that, he basically said, well, if you're going to play lacrosse goalie, you have to be good at it so you don't get hit. So I went right from there. (laughs) That's interesting. Sarah, I hope I ask uh, a a question that makes sense here. But um, for a short time until I got – I tried to be a hockey goalie. And so I have, you know, kind of, uh, you know, a sense of what happens here. But yeah. at that position, aside from stopping, you know, the, the team from scoring, what's the thing technically that you try to accomplish in goal? Um, well, I'm like a really big, I would say I'm like a really big leader of the defense out there. Like I'm, I pretty much see the entire field. So besides just not letting the ball go into the net, um, I'm really big on just, like, telling everybody kind of where to go. Even, like, when the ball is, like, on the opposite side of the field, like, I'm watching the shot clock to make sure the offense knows that, you know, it's ticking down and I'm making sure that they know, like, all right, it's time to shoot or, like, um, you know, like, I kind of just, like, point things out. So I see the whole field. So, like, that's one of my biggest jobs. Um, Also, just, like, clearing the ball up the field, like, even though, like, sometimes after it comes out of my stick, it doesn't really 
mean my job is over. I'm definitely trailing the defender, going up the field, making sure that she's not running into a double team or anything like that. So that's like pretty much mainly my job, but um, it's definitely, there's a lot more tasks that come with it um, that I don't think people realize. But What's the hardest part about being a goalkeeper? Um, I think the hardest part about being a goalkeeper is um, just like knowing how to uh, like shake things off. Like I think that's like the hardest thing that um, when you first start playing goalie, like you don't realize like that you are going to let up goals. And like, sometimes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, you know, soccer, you let up, you know, what's the score per game, like two to one or three to one. Like you don't really, you let up like three goals. That's like, you know, but like lacrosse, the final scores are like, above 10 goals most of the time so like i think like just being able to like shake it off and be like all right you have to get the next one um because if you don't because if you don't you're not gonna be able to focus for the rest of the game you're not gonna be able to focus on making the next saves and also just staying optimistic for your teammates i think that's like a difficult task as well like even when you're not playing your best there's other tasks that you can do that will help your teammates do better but isn't it cool though when you make a really good save Oh, it's incredible, especially in our stadium. I mean, the fan, the fan base that we have, like when, when we make like a big save or a big stop on defense, the crowd goes like crazy, and there's just like nothing like playing in the swamp. So, uh, Preseason, you guys are ranked top 10. Uh, tell me about your team, what you think uh, can happen with this group. So um, I think last year we were definitely a young crew, and I think that we surprised a lot of people with the way we played. Like, we made the Elite Eight last year, which was great. Um, we had a pretty big senior class last year, but I think, like, bottom half of the team was more heavy, so a lot of underclassmen. So now that those group of girls got older and, the you know, the senior class this year is huge, I think we have, like, 18 girls or something insane with the fifth years. Um I think that, like, a lot of people now see, like, through us and they know who we are. And so I think that we're just coming into this really hungry and that we know we have a target on our back. And uh, we've just been working really hard every day. Uh, We're super excited. Sarah Resnick, our guest, goalkeeper for Gator Lacrosse. How's uh, Mandy to play for? Oh, she's awesome. Um, She's definitely someone we all, like, really look up to. Obviously, she was a great athlete in her day, um, won the Torton, was an All-American at Temple for field hockey and lacrosse. So um, she's definitely someone that we really look up to and we listen to, and she's just really awesome to be coached by. Um, I got to ask about the NIL because, you know, there are a lot of people that don't like it, but there's opportunities, I think, out there for student-athletes now. What's your take on that? Um, I definitely like the NIL, and I think it started, like, it basically started towards the end of my um, collegiate career, so it's definitely been, like, a little um, difficult. I think, like, it's definitely a process that everyone's still, like, learning about, and, um, but it's really, really interesting if you think about it. Like, there's just so many different platforms that now athletes can um, be represented by and everything, so I think it's really cool, and I'm excited to see how it grows in the future. Last question. Uh, after school, uh, what are you in school for? What would you like to do career-wise? Um, so right now I'm in my last semester of my master's in Whoa. health education and behavior. Um, so I already have a bachelor's degree from Florida, which is really awesome. And then I was able to get my master's, too, and play lacrosse. 
Um, and after this, I'm looking to go to nursing school and become a nurse in New York. So I'm very excited. You should be. Sarah, it's a pleasure to have you. Uh, when you see when you see Mandy, please tell her hello for me. And uh, the season will start for you here in a few days. Wish you luck. Thanks for taking the time to talk to us. Thank you so much. You got it, Sarah. Sarah Resnick, goalkeeper for Gator Lacrosse. They, they are preseason ranked uh, in the top ten. Good team. All right, we'll take your calls, 392-8255, emails, srussell at wruf.com. John, hello. Hey, Steve. Hey. I just wanted to talk about Tom Brady. I think he is the GOAT. Uh, I mean, you know, there's been quarterbacks before him that have been really, really good, you know, Joe Montana, Troy Aikman, Dan Marino and such. But, uh, you know, I think we've kind of been living in the golden age of the quarterback. You know, we've been able to see Tom Brady – Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, the Mannings, you know, all playing at the same time. And so I think Tom Brady's kind of been the face of that. And to me, he's the GOAT. Yeah, you know, I think when you – I think everybody has a different lens in terms of deciding who's the best, right? Some people just take pure statistics, okay? He threw for X yards, X touchdowns, uh, whatever. Some people look at championships. Well, he finished with seven titles, so that's pretty darn good. But mm-hmm. in in the in this day, and, and again, the sport has been altered to help offenses. So the numbers are going to be a little more skewed than what they were, you know, back in the day. You know, if you look now at some of the quarterback numbers for the, those in the Hall of Fame that played in the '60s, '70s, or '80s compared to now, it's like ridiculous. You would think, how, how would they be in? Well, the game has changed. But I I guess you could make an argument for other quarterbacks. I mean, Joe Montana was mine. Before Brady, Montana was the guy I thought was the best. And I mentioned this earlier. He's won, Montana, 16 playoff games. Brady won 35. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you, John. Appreciate the call. Three nine two eight two five five. You can email uh, s russell at wruf dot com. There is a strange silence here for as big a game as this game is tonight with Tennessee. I just I don't know. And by the way, last night I mentioned Kansas and. K-State. You know how many points Kansas scored last night? 90. Entertaining game. Fun to watch. Unless you lost. Right? I mean, do you think people in Kansas at Kansas State today are calling in and saying, well, our defense sucks. Right? Nothing was entertaining. Um, but remember what happened. Right? Kansas State fans stormed the court. Remember that? When they beat Kansas, and to a man, their kids said, we remembered that. The lead was 12 at the half, and I didn't know this. It's their 17th straight win at home over Kansas State. They're 55-4 and at home since 2019-2020. That's ridiculous. That's a home court advantage. Without question. Kentucky got back on the winning track. They won last night. There is a definite path.
pecking order in the SEC. There is no doubt. You look at the standings, Arkansas got a nice win last night, beating Texas A&M. I watched a lot of that game last night, and Arkansas kind of held off A&M. When Arkansas is healthy, they're really good. They're not quite totally healthy yet, but when they are, pretty good team. 113, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Diane Raddick. Happy National Girls and Women in Sports Day to the ladies playing, watching, and working in the sports industry. Here's to the future females making ways in the sports world. Speaking of girls, the Florida Gator women's basketball team is set to shoot hoops tomorrow night with Texas A&M at 6 in Gator territory. Meanwhile, make sure to wear blue tonight at the Gator men's basketball game. They host the number two Tennessee Volunteers and tip-off is at 7. Down south, Buccaneers quarterback Tom Brady has retired. After a career involving seven Super Bowl wins, his professional quarterback chapter has come to an end. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Diane Raddick. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. I've been telling you for a long time now about my friends at Southeast Car Agency in Gainesville, 310 Northeast 39th Avenue. Remember, if you're looking for a new vehicle, they don't have one. They've never had one in all the years they have been in business. They do have the best in late model, low mileage vehicles. Great selections to choose from. Go there right now, Northeast 39th Avenue. You'll see what I'm talking about. All different makes and models. And the reason they do that is to give you the widest and best selection so you can make a choice of which vehicle you would like. You can also check them out online, secars.com. All the pertinent information is there for you. So do what I do and do what I have done for years. You'll be happy when you purchase a Southeast Car Agency vehicle and their sales staff is great. They answer any questions you have. Go see them in person. Test drive the vehicles for yourself. When you see them in person, make sure and tell them Sports Scene sent you to Southeast Car Agency. Some listeners like you are experiencing firsthand the amazing pain relief from QC Kinetics, even calling your favorite radio host to share the good news. QC Kinetics. I had my right ankle worked on four months ago. Awesome. That's great, man. Look at that, man. Yes, they worked on my elbow. Every day, the QC Kinetics medical professionals treat patients like Mick with the latest regenerative therapies using natural biologics concentrated right at the hurting joint. No surgery, no downtime. I'm telling you, QC Kinetics is the way to go if you don't want to go under the knife and suffer for three months. Yep. It, it was very easy, as you well know, with your elbow. I'm anyway, telling you. You guys are awesome. Mick, appreciate it, buddy. Thanks for the phone call. Really appreciate it. I'm so glad that QC Kinetics did some wonders for you. I mean, regenerative medicine, man, that's the thing these days. Living proof right there. Call QC Kinetics now for your consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages. 352-400-4550. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. 
The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 802-341-4542-802-341-4542-802-341-4542-802-341-4542. Here's a Valentine's reminder from International Diamond Center. It's not just the thought that counts, it's the effort too. So let IDC turn your Valentine's Day gift into a grand romantic gesture with our ultimate Valentine's Day package. Right now, when you spend $99 or more on jewelry at IDC, we'll give you some gorgeous long stem roses, a box of delicious chocolates, and a gift card towards dinner at Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. It's just one stop at IDC, and you create a total romantic experience. You simply choose which ring, pair of earrings, or bracelet, or sparkling pendant best matches your special someone, and we take care of the rest. And as always, we guarantee the best value price with no commission salespeople. The ultimate Valentine's Day package. Jewelry, flowers, dinner, and candy from IDC. And it's yours just for spending $99 or more on some nice jewelry she'll love. Sure does make it look like she's worth the extra effort. And that's the thought that really counts. Hurry in now because packages are limited. International Diamond Center at Celebration Point. Directions and more at ShopIDC.com. Are you busy with work, family, and after-school activities? Give your kitchen the night off and let Miapa do the cooking for you. With scrumptious comfort food and a variety of family meals for all sizes and palates, everyone is picking up dinner from Miapa. Stop by the Jonesville location or the Alachua and Gainesville staples. Order ahead at www.miapalatincafe.com and pick up from any one of their three locations or drive through for your meal at the Jonesville and Gainesville locations. Miapa Latin Cafe, home of the best family meals for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And don't forget about their award-winning coffee that's always made with Cuban love and available from sunrise to late night. Follow ESPN Gainesville on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay up to date with the latest information, interviews, stories, contests, and events. We are 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And online at WRUF.com. I'm very upset. Very upset at ESPN.com. They took an idea that I was going to talk about after the basketball season when it got slow in the summertime, and they just did a feature story on it. And here's the story. Is it time for a 24-second clock in men's college basketball? Great topic, okay? When Mark Wise is here with me on Monday on Hoop There It Is, we're going to talk about this. I want to get your thoughts on this because here's the deal, okay? If you want the game to be faster, this will help. This will help, in my opinion, speed up the game. You're not going to run clock. You're not going to do anything like that, right? I think the downside to this, and there's a couple of them, and look, 
with possessions like that, shots get off quicker, the pace probably quickens, and so there's people who want to see that, okay? So, now still, you're going to still have possessions where it comes down to the final two or three seconds of a possession, but what happens in that, that maybe you don't have time to go through complicated sets and picks and screens that it will it will oversimplify the game. Yeah, many. But remember, remember, and I'm old enough to remember this, they reduced the shot clock from 35 to 30 seconds, and guess what? It's all right. So we will see. But I think um, it's great. Here is something Ken Palm did. They track average possession length on both offense and defense for every team. D1's longest average possession length on offense have varied from 21 to 21 and a half seconds. If you run your offense at a speed just two or three seconds under potential new time limit, that sounds pretty tight, right? So we got to figure other things. First shot attempt. Villanova beat Houston in the Elite Eight last year. Remember what that score was? I didn't remember this. It was 50 to 44. 50 to 44. The Wildcats went 18 seconds into the shot clock before launching the first shot. Okay? So then they played another game, a Final Four loss to Kansas, 81-65. to The Wildcats averaged a first shot attempt after 17 seconds. So I think it has merit. And if you're a basketball junkie, I'd like to hear from you because I think this is coming. You know, I, I've been right, I've been wrong when it comes to, oh, I think this is going to happen or this is not going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen next year, but I think this is happening. I also think there's going to be an expanded field in the NCAA tournament. I think that's going to happen too. We shall see. All right, let's hear from you. 392-8255. You can email Russell at WRUF.com. Don't forget, tomorrow, the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, here will look back on tonight's game with Tennessee and uh, figure out where things go uh, from here with Florida. And again, they continue that difficult stretch uh, because they go to Rupp after this. And Kentucky obviously is playing a little better uh, than they were earlier in the year. Uh, let's see here. John email. I'm sorry, this is Patrick. I'm sorry. Uh, he says, I don't know who the GOAT is, but it's a team sport, so winning Super Bowls doesn't matter to me. I tend to maybe choose statistics or just the eye test. Who I like being the best, I'd go with Marino as my favorite. Well, there's a difference between favorite and the best. My favorite is Joe Namath, but he ain't the best. There's a difference with that, right? And, and yeah, I mean, when you're looking at anybody who's a GOAT or any team or whatever that is, part of that is certainly statistics. Tampa Mike says, big game tonight if Florida can win would be one game out of second place. 
one of these big contributions from the bench. Jatobo needs to be a factor and bang some with Tennessee's physical play. If a small lineup's not working, I'd like to see Castleton and Jatobo play together and get more physical. I've heard that, and I'd like – I wish I had Todd Golden here because getting more physical is fine, but if their big men are quicker than Florida's big men, then what? Right? And offensively, you know, Jatobo's pretty much a back-to-the-basket player, so do you have two guys? Where do you put Castleton then when it comes to your offensive set? So, but I, I mean, we'll, we'll see. Certainly uh, different ways to look at things. Ben emailed. He says, uh, Brady is the GOAT, no doubt. I don't like the Bucks. I never have. But I still think Brady is the GOAT, deservedly so. Chris has a question about Gator baseball. Uh, is this the year baseball goes back to Omaha? I mean, I could give you my my thought, but again, I'll say this. Florida plays a tough, tough schedule, and the SEC is loaded. Florida can have a really good team and not go to Omaha. I mean, once again, who thought Ole Miss last year? Barely making the tournament, they got hot and won. So you just don't know sometimes. But, but, but Florida's got a chance. If Florida stays healthy, this is a really good Florida team. Uh, let's see. Vince, Brady's the GOAT. The title's the consistency. The longevity can't be matched. Love the idea of a 24-second clock. Faster pace would make for a more exciting watch. Want to be optimistic about the game tonight. Have a hard time seeing how we can get it done based on our prowess on offense or lack thereof sometimes. Uh, thanks for being doing the show every day. Appreciate it and you. Thank you for that too, Vince, and thank you for taking the time to email and listen. Uh, this would be an upset. There's no doubt if Florida wins tonight, this would be an upset. But it's the kind of game that will certainly, obviously, help your resume if you're a bubble team. And I think Florida has the chance the chance to be that, given the rest of their schedule. We'll just have to see. 128, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. If it's happening with the Gator Nation, hear it here first. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Who can you trust with your automobile these days? Hey, it's Steve Russell. As you drive around town, you'll see a lot of auto repair shop chain stores. Every time you go in there, there's a new person behind the counter with the same old song and dance, presenting you with a long list of expensive repairs. If you're tired of that type of treatment, do what I and thousands of families have done since 1975. Trust Dave Mays Automotive. Dave Mays Automotive is family-owned and operated, and you can tell because they treat their customers like family. No long list of surprises. In fact, their famous bug checks designed to prevent surprises. They do it all. They'll take care of your entire vehicle. Dave Mays Automotive is located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind Sunny's on Waldo Road. Trust Dave Mays Automotive. They'll get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive. We get the bugs. 
Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. I would say that not only because they're absolutely the best, that they do pay attention and listen to each different patient and what their needs are, what their fears are, how they can help them through the, the different processes that you need to go through to have healthy teeth. And that's what's really important to me. It's the difference between night and day, just having the absolute best and know that that's what I have and um, I'm healthy. And I know that that's what I'm going to be for the rest of my life because this is my team for the rest of my life. It's terrific. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. Hi, I'm Maria Youngblood, an attorney at Meldon Law and graduate from the University of Florida. Everybody knows that Meldon Law is the only official law firm partner of the Florida Gators, but since we first opened our doors in 1971, we've been the community partner of Gainesville and North Central Florida. Meldon Law is there through all kinds of weather with offices in Gainesville, Lake City, and Ocala. Learn more at MeldonLaw.com. Again, that's MeldonLaw.com. Meldon Law, we won't back down. The following message is sponsored by the Florida Department of Elder Affairs, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. It's good to have hobbies. It's good to travel. It's good to do fun things in retirement. But I think most of us also want to do something meaningful in terms of giving back to the community. I think if you start as an ombudsman, it's going to tear at your heartstrings and it's going to pull you in. Our older folks need us. For more information, go to ombudsman.elderaffairs.org. That's ombudsman.elderaffairs.org. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Our above average warmth continues today. A mixture of sun and clouds through the late afternoon with high temperatures near the 80 degree mark. Tonight will start off partly cloudy and areas of dense fog to kick off our morning tomorrow. Lows near 60. Tomorrow afternoon, a lot like today. Highs near 80, then increasing cloud cover tomorrow night with a chance for showers into Friday. Cooler temperatures for the weekend. In the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. And now, the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. The story is the Jets are hiring Daniel Hackett, and he's the former head coach of the Broncos, and he was the quarterback's coach in Green Bay. So now it's, well, we hired him, we're getting Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if it works that way, but can you get Rodgers to agree to two years? And if you can, I would make a trade. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes, and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. Coming up at 4, it's the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. This is Gators head men's basketball coach Todd Golden, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. In about 10 minutes or so, broadcaster Chip Carey will join us. He's been on the Braves' calls for a while. He's now switching to the St. Louis Cardinals. He will tell you why. We'll talk a little MLB with him, too. Uh, I want to read you something Jaden Rashada said in his commitment to Arizona State. 
And in doing this, I want everybody to understand one thing. Never talked to the kid. Never met the kid. I'm not throwing any shade at him at all. Okay? But I'm going to read to you what he said in making his announcement of going to Arizona State. Just want to keep this short and let it be known I'll be attending Arizona State University, my childhood dream school, my father's alma mater, a place where I'm happy and a school where the head coach has always had my back. Hmm. What does that mean? Yet another head coach not have his back? Did Miami not have his back? By the way, Arizona State is a school that is very active in NIL, just for whatever that's worth. Okay? But it is interesting that he says, where the head coach has always had my back. And again, maybe I'm reading into that more than there is. Um, but it also is interesting. The coach there is Kenny Dillingham, recruited Rashada when he was at Oregon and did have a relationship with his family for a really a long time. But it does go to show you that, you know, not Miami, not Florida, for one kid, one kid, it took three times to find a place. And that's just, don't be surprised if you don't see this happen again in this world in college athletics that we live in now. Just how it is. Let's get a phone call from Ed. Ed, hi. Hey, Steve. Um, I kind of like the idea of the 24-second shot clock as long as it doesn't turn college basketball into the NBA. But I, at the college level, I don't know if they have enough athletes of that caliber where the, the game just becomes dribble around, somebody goes one-on-one -on -one and throws up a shot. Uh, because a team like ours, uh, you get rewarded for playing good defense. You don't have to play it as long. So you can lock somebody down, and they don't have – that extra six seconds to get up a shot, uh, you can lock down on defense and make them get up a shot sooner. And, and in my view, that makes the that rewards good defense. Well, see, that's what's interesting to me, Ed, about this whole uh, shot clock thing. I think it's fascinating, and I really was. You know, I always try to write down things as the season goes along that I can talk about in the summertime when. You know, it, it, it's, the, it's the desert around here in terms of sports because there's no gator activity. Um, but somebody beat me to the punch. But I think there's a, an, an oversimplistic viewpoint of this that if you have less time, then you're going to be quicker and bring the ball up the floor. And that may be. But then if you don't run your sets, if you don't run – you know, as complicated the thing, to your point, does it then break into one-on-one? -on -one? Does it break into, 
you know, where it's isolated. I mean, so that's where I think this thing needs more study. And also the athletes at the college level, while they're good, are not NBA athletes. Right, because a lot of teams will press just to give the offense less time to run all their sets. And so that becomes magnified if you've only got 24 seconds. If you can slow them down getting that across half court, they've only got 14 seconds left. Right. Uh, and you can't do a whole lot in 14 seconds as far as, you know, multiple screens and all that kind of stuff. So uh, maybe they can do that like they did, I forget what it was, uh, on an experimental basis or something just yep. to see how it would work. But I, I got a hunch that, uh, first of all, we'd all adapt, that's for sure, but uh, that it would be a better thing at the college level than it is at the NBA level as far as the quality of basketball we see. Yeah, and, and once again, if you speed up, is your shot, shot selection as good? That's why it's the great unknown. But we survived when the shot clock got reduced from 35 to 30, didn't we? So, yeah, barely blinked. I mean, yeah. so can we do it again and not have the game you know, be as affected? The other thing an official brought up to me was if you have less time, maybe you get less fouls. And then there's more of a flow to the game. Hadn't thought about that. but Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, uh, You mentioned the Ken Palm stuff later. Uh, early in the year, Florida was really up there in possessions per game. Is, has that dropped significantly, or are, are they still pretty high in possessions per, per game? Because I know that's something that Golden likes to uh, – has in one of his metrics or whatever. Do not know the. I haven't looked, Ed, so I couldn't tell you. I'm sorry. That's all right. Uh, but that, when you get down to discussions like a couple of days ago, where what is a quick shot? Uh, there's such a fine line between that and being afraid to shoot the ball. And so uh, we can. Uh, and it's an individual player thing, like with Kwasi Co- Co- or what? I hope I pronounced it. You did Kwasi right. Reeves, yep. Uh, I mean, if he doesn't have coach's permission to do that, he's probably on the bench. But uh, some people, you know, have to be in the flow. And I'm not sure I'd cut one loose from 30 feet 10 seconds into the shot clock. But, but you know, there, there's sometimes players get on a roll and they, they're like staff or whatever, and they're not going to miss no matter where they shoot the ball from. Yeah. So One of the I, fascinating things to me, Ed, about the point you're making there is this. How many times do you watch a game and a guy throws up a quick three and he misses it, you know, early in the shot clock, and the announcer says, wow, you know, you can get a better shot than that, you know, with, with that much time left in the shot clock. And, and I get the point. But if you are a three-point shooter and you get an open look from three, I don't care when it is. Yeah, turn it loose. I mean, if, if it's a good shot, if it's an uncontested shot, and I take it with you know 25 seconds left in the shot clock as opposed to 10 seconds left, so what? But I get it. In that 15 seconds, could you get a layup? Uh, yeah, maybe you could. So that's where metrics comes in. That's where, you know, when did you take the shot? Who took the shot? All that is all this analytics stuff today that is over my head. Yeah, and, and the other thing that I've seen happen way too many times is you pass up a shot like that and you work to get a, a better shot and you wind up taking a forced or hurried shot late in the shot clock and you'd have been much better off to go ahead and shoot the first one. 
Yeah, or uh, or you turn it over, or yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, there, there's no uh, you know magic pill. Yeah, you, you you need to be at ten seconds left in the shot clock before the ball goes in the air. I all for a, a good shot. You know, if Lee Humphrey's wide open, I don't care if he just crossed half court. You know. <laughs> so. <Yeah. laughs> all right, Ed. Appreciate your call. Catch you later. Yep. Thank you. Greg says, I know you don't have the personal info on Rashada, but rhetorically speaking, why didn't he go to Arizona State to begin with if it's such a personal favor of his family? Money. Money. I mean, look, I'll play devil's advocate here, Greg. It was my lifelong wish to work for ESPN. Fox offered me a million dollars more. Uh, guess what? I'm going to Fox. All things being equal. So that's, again, what NIL brings to the table. As a recruit, do you say, you know, my dad went here, my brother went here, my sister went, whatever that is, or, hey, this school over here that I had really no affiliation with is offering me this much money. Who among us turns that down? That that's the that's the beauty and that's the problem when it comes to this. And I think now, you know, Nick Saban, even though coaches aren't supposed to meddle in this, uh, if you believe what coaches heard him say, he says, "I'm not. We're not paying money to somebody who hasn't earned it. We're not paying big money for that." I get it. 143, time check brought to you by Hayes Jillery. Our final guest today, Chip Carey. We'll talk about his move from the Braves to the Cardinals broadcast booth, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Diane Raddick. After visiting TCU this past weekend, Four-star quarterback and ex-Florida signee Jaden Rashada has decided to take his talents to Arizona State. Rashada has committed to the Sun Devils for the 2023 class. He is the number 44 overall ranked player in the sixth ranked quarterback in the class. Down South Buccaneers quarterback Tom Brady has officially retired in the Sunshine State. After 23 seasons, seven Super Bowls, and 677 total touchdowns, he has decided to hang up his cleats for good. Tonight, the Florida Gator men's basketball team has a date with the number two Tennessee Volunteers. Make sure to wear blue for the occasion. Tip-off is at 7. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Diane Raddick. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Everyone's talking about regenerative medicine now because people who have joint pain are getting real lasting relief without drugs or surgery. Hey, it's Steve Russell. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in this exciting treatment. They use highly concentrated healing agents from your own body to restore and repair damaged joint tissue. If you have ongoing joint pain from arthritis or injury, you need to call QC Kinetics. Don't assume that steroids and surgery are your only options. Times have changed, and regenerative medicine can get you moving again with no downtime. Stop taking the pain meds and discover this remarkable alternative that pro athletes have been using for years. Thanks to QC Kinetics, this amazing treatment option is now available for folks like you and me who are sick and tired of joint pain. Spring's coming, and you want to enjoy all life has to offer. 
Call QC Kinetics now and get a free consultation with local medical professionals. Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages. 352-400-4550. 352-400-4550. QC Kinetics. Could you use monthly payments to help meet basic needs? Like putting food on the table, paying the rent, or buying new shoes for growing feet? Find out about Supplemental Security Income. You may qualify if your income and financial resources are low and you are 65 or older, or an adult or child with a disability or who is blind. Call 1-800-772-1213 or go to ssa.gov SSI. Produced by Social Security at U.S. taxpayer expense. Join us at Odyssey as we all do our one thing, together millions of things for our planet. Many great wines now come in boxes, which produce half the overall emissions that bottles do. When we each share our one thing, it becomes a million things for our planet. What's your one thing? We are your home for Tampa Bay Lightning Hockey. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world with a WRUF radio app. Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM, WRUF. We're going to end our show today uh, by talking to a guy who's been on with us before. I've always uh, respected and admired his work, Chip Carey, who for 20 years as a broadcast voice of the Atlanta Braves, now moving to the St. Louis Cardinals broadcast booth, and he's here to talk about that. Chip, I loved your statement uh, when you said, you know, you're grateful to come home and call games for uh, a place where baseball, you fell in love with a game in St. Louis County. That That's exactly where it started for you, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, the old joke is in our family, I was conceived after a game at Sportsman's Park. And for fans who don't know what Sportsman's Park is, that was the first stadium the Cardinals played yeah. in. Uh, but yeah, you know, I grew up in West County, St. Louis, and uh, graduated high school there, went off to Georgia, and then started my career in TV news, and then made my way to Atlanta, Seattle, the Cubs, uh, back to the Braves, and now to the Cardinals. So uh, professionally, things come full circle. Personally, it comes full circle. My grandfather started with the Cardinals in 1945, and uh, for me personally, I was offered the job 32 years ago, couldn't take it because I was in the early days of my career with the Orlando Magic, and didn't want to leave Pat Williams and all that was starting there. So uh, bottom line is uh, uh, St. Louis and home, here we come. And my wife will tell you and, and validate I'm a very slow learner. So, <laughs> so here we go. It's a new start, and I'm very excited about it. Um, was it a difficult decision for you to make? Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, as you said, and kindly so, uh, 20 years is a big chunk of your life. And uh, I'm forever grateful to the Braves organization. They treated my dad and me uh, really, really well. Um, the, the amazing men and women on our TV crew are the best in the business. They are not just coworkers. They're dear friends. And beyond that, they're my second family. I, in fact, I spent more time with them than I do my wife and four children. And uh, walking away from uh, those kinds of relationships, which I worked very hard to build and nurture, and a culture amongst the everyday people in the TV truck and the TV booth of family and camaraderie and fun, um, those aren't things I take lightly. I'm a loyal guy, and uh, I made it very clear that uh, it would have been my preference to stay in Atlanta and retire there. It just wasn't in the cards, if you'll pardon the pun, for myriad reasons, and I'm okay with that, and I'm happy. I'm going to a great place. I'm going home and uh, to be entrusted with a responsibility as big as that of the Cardinals booth and to follow the names that have sat in that chair is 
an incredible honor, and I'm, I'm thrilled and, and humbled and can't wait to get started. Chip, for those who may not know this, I'll just ask the question. I've asked this of you before. You know, given your grandfather and your father, when did you get the broadcast bug? Uh, I was 18. Uh, I've told this story before. Um, I was uh, down in Atlanta with my dad on a, a visitation. My parents were, were divorced. I was 18, 17 years old, and I was working at TBS and sitting in the back of the TV, the radio booth, keeping score on the on the Braves radio network and handing my dad the score sheet and all that stuff. And it was the bottom of the ninth inning of the 1983 Braves-Dodgers game in the heat of that rivalry. Tommy Lasorda was managing the Dodgers. Joe Torre was managing the Braves at the time. And Bob Watson, who was a late-season trade acquisition, came off the bench and pinch hit for Chris Chambliss against Steve Howe with the bases loaded in the bottom of the ninth inning, and Bob Watson hit a pinch hit grand slam. The Braves won the game. 50,000 people were going nuts. My dad had the call on radio. I couldn't hear it. I was sitting in the same booth. And after the game, uh, Vin Scully and Ross Porter and Jaime Harim, my dad and Ernie Johnson, were all sitting in the press box having a beer and just talking about the game and waiting for traffic to clear. Got in the car with my dad. The clock struck midnight. WSB was on the radio. They played my dad's call, and the proverbial hair on the back of your neck stands up. And it was that moment where I said, I'd really like to do that. And I told my dad that out loud. He didn't say a word. We got back to uh, the house at about 1.30 in the morning, and he said, were you serious about what you said in the car? And I said, yeah, absolutely. He said, okay, we start tomorrow. Hmm. And, uh, you know, my, my internship at TBS began, and I started at the bottom of the ladder carrying cables and running camera and being on the production team. Loved every minute of it. Learned the inside outs of the business and, and the importance of how – great and talented and important production people are it's not at all about the announcers it's about those folks who make you look good every day and i've never forgotten that and so that night in particular and that start to my career has been really really instrumental in how i go about my business and i wouldn't trade it for anything great story Uh, i remember when david Eckstein, you know gator that he is was playing for the cardinals and i had him here and you know i said david you you know, you hear about the Cardinal fans and how loyal and knowledgeable they are. He just gushed about them. What makes those Cardinal fans special in that way? Well, I was, as I said, I was born there, and I come from an era where you knew the starting lineup of the 64 Cardinals before you knew the ABCs. All right, you ready? <laughs> Tim McCarver, Bill White, uh, Julian Javier, Dick Grote, Ken Boyer, Lou Brock, Mike Shannon, Kurt Flood. Uh, I mean, that's that's just how we and Dal Maxville was on that team. Shortstop. Yeah, that's just right. That's just how we were. We were raised. You grew to appreciate the game, not just the Cardinals, but the game. I mean, what makes St. Louis so fun as a visiting broadcaster, you know what you're in for. You're going to go there and you're going to see 45,000 people on a 12 o'clock start Thursday against the Marlins. And they're going to pack the place and they're going to be into it with every pitch. But if an opposing player makes a great play, they applaud that play. When a Cardinal makes a great play, they go nuts. And then when you go to the ballpark and you leave, you see the generations of people, grandfathers, fathers, mothers, sons, daughters, granddaughters, all going to the game and enjoying the pastime, as it were, and taking it all in because they just love the baseball team there. It's a civic uh, institution. It's a civic responsibility to sit in that chair. And uh, I think my grandfather did it exceptionally well. I hope I did that well in Atlanta. And I'm going to do my my best to, uh, to carry that torch and hopefully hand it off to the next generation. 20 or 25 years when when all the marbles are out of the melon, as we like to say. Chip Carey joining us here, who is moving from the Braves broadcast booth to the Cardinal broadcast booth. Chip, I've not talked to you in a while. Um, With all the changes being made in the Major League game, 
you know, trying to speed it up. Where do you see the state of Major League Baseball right now? Well, the state of baseball is great. I just think we're in the midst of trying to figure out what's the best game and how to go about doing it. Uh, I don't think anybody cares about time of game. I, I think that's the wrong moniker. This is my opinion. They care about pace of game. And with the three-outcome game, homer, walk, strikeout being so prevalent for the last several years, baseball's trying to find a way to create more action. I'm all for that. I, I like the idea of a pitch clock. There's so much dead time in our sport that makes it difficult for younger fans to stay engaged in the game. And, look, we can say that that's right or wrong. It's just a fact of the matter. In a TikTok Twitter world, 10 seconds, 20 seconds is an eternity. So let's pick up the pace, boys, and get the game in. If they can play a World Series game 30 or 40 years ago in two hours and 10 minutes, uh, there's no reason why we can't get under the three-hour mark and still get all the ads in and still get all the revenue. And I think that's possible. I think the players would like that. Uh, I like the idea of uh, you know the bigger bases. If that's going to increase more stolen base attempts, the analytics say it's not worth the risk because everybody's going to hit a home run. But I think it's going to change the game and create more action. Look, the pitter, pitcher better matchup, matchup is the ultimate confrontation of the sport. But the chess game becomes pitcher batter base runner and how you handle that and whether or not batters can handle. Uh, the bat in the batter's box. I'm not a big fan of banning the shift only because it seems to me to be dumbing down the skill set of a major league player. You should be able to hit the ball the other way a uh, time or two, but if the, the banning of the shift is going to create more offense and those looping line drives that were caught in the rover position in right field turn into hits, so be it, on we go. Um, but as I said, the game's great. There are more young stars doing more spectacular things now than at any time in the history of the game. And uh, to have a front-row seat uh, for that is a, is a real thrill. And as I said, the Cardinals are going to have a, a lot of really good young players to talk about, and I can't wait to get started. Well, Chip, congratulations on, on making the move, and I appreciate you taking time to talk to us. Thank you. M my pleasure. Be well. We'll see you soon. Yep, you too, Chip. Thank you. Chip Carey, uh, the new play-by-play -play voice of the uh, St. Louis Cardinals. There is nothing like... And I, I, you know, Sean Kelly here tomorrow, I, I, he would tell you the same thing. Mick Hubert, right? There's nothing like doing that. I mean, opening day for Gator Baseball, I'll be behind a microphone calling a game. It doesn't get any better than that. It just doesn't. And, you know, when you get to see, in his case, you know, the best of the best all the time and think where he has been. Right, Atlanta, and their baseball has been pretty good. St. Louis, their baseball has been pretty good. So that's really a cool thing for Chip Carey. And many thanks to him for uh, taking time to join us here. We got uh, two or three emails here, and we will call it a day. Bob says, do you think the Gators will beat Tennessee tonight? No, I don't. And I'd be glad to be wrong. I, one of the things in sports that I think I forget sometimes, and I'm reminded about what happened with Alabama and Oklahoma. If Oklahoma played Alabama ten times, Alabama would beat them nine. They would. But the one time they did, everything went right for Oklahoma and went wrong for Alabama, and Oklahoma won. And where did Oklahoma play? At home. If Florida played Tennessee ten times, Florida, I mean Tennessee probably wins eight of them. 
But Florida's at home. It could be a bad night for Tennessee. That's why you go play the game. But Tennessee right now is playing pretty well. But think about it. Alabama was playing great too. And they ran into Oklahoma. You run into a team that shoots. Florida has, if Florida shoots the basketball tonight better than they have during the year, and they play the same defense they have played all year, Florida will be in the thick of this game, period. But what's happened to Florida? They just have trouble putting the ball in the basket. That is what has to change. Uh... Let's see. Ben's our last email. He said, uh, great interview with Chip Carey. Uh, I've always been a big fan of broadcasters. Someday over the summer, like you say, you can maybe have us talk about our either favorite broadcasters or current favorite broadcasters today. Sure. That's a good summertime topic. I can tell you some of mine. I mean, right off the top of my head. And, you know, as a kid, if you just said to me, you have a chance to interview Kurt Gowdy, you have a chance to interview Dick Enberg, I did. And it was as exciting for me as interviewing any athlete because those were the guys I grew up. Al McGuire had a chance to interview him. And again, he's not a classic broadcaster, but you know what he did on college basketball broadcast. So, yeah, we can do that someday. Um when it's a little slower, and when it's more summertime. But for now, thank you to our guests, Gator Lacrosse player Sarah Resnick, the coach, Herm Edwards from ESPN, Max Chadwick talking college football with, uh, from Pro Football, Sport, uh, Pro Football Focus and to Chip Carey. Don't forget, Billy Napier talks today at about 4.15 as he wraps up National Signing Day, and I promise you somebody will ask him about Rashada. We'll see if he... Has anything to say about it. Thanks to Sam for producing today. We thank you for listening. Enjoy the rest of this sunny day. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. I'm Steve Russell. See you tomorrow. Gainesville, U251CG, Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.